Welcome back to Biff, the podcast about superhero TV shows, movies, and spinoffs. My name is Dan Morin, and I am joined by the rest of my fabulously attired future crime-fighting compatriots. John Moltz is here. Hi, John. Uh, I might be a little winded because I just got off my motorcycle. Oh, yeah, I understand. I know how my, future, ha- my future electronic motorcycle. Guy English is also here. Hi, Guy. Finally had a truck host. <laughs> I've waited I've waited all series to get eight, it, or all seasons eight seasons. To get a truck host. eight seasons for a truck host. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, for this truck host. Yeah. For this particular truck host. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad that we could deliver on that for you because I did, would not want you to feel bereft of that in this, the final season. We are here to talk about Arrow Season 8, Episode 9, entitled nominally Green Arrow and the Canaries, but also, according to Mark Guggenheim, titled Living in the Future for the necessary uh, Bruce Springsteen <laughs> reference. I don't know. I think we should just get Bruce to make a song about Green Arrow and the Canaries. That's his lesser known work. Um, so uh, a programming note as we jump into this recap, which I will be handling this week. Uh, and I saw this mentioned elsewhere, and I think it, it does behoove mentioning because I think for logistical reasons, obviously they did not want to air this as the last episode of the show. But I think that there are plot things that happen in the last episode of the show that impact this episode, which is a little <laughs> weird. Hmm. Um, because we we hear references okay. to something that I believe happens in the last episode. Um, uh, specifically Oliver's funeral. And I think there will be some uh, connections to what we see in this episode. But let's jump in the recap, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, also worth noting, as in case this wasn't clear, this is a backdoor pilot for a spinoff uh, called Green Arrow and the Canaries, and uh, starring uh, Catherine McNamara, uh, Juliana Harkavy, and uh, Katie Cassidy as the title characters, along with some other folks that we might see here. Anyway, we open It's the Future. Uh, someone's riding a motorcycle really fast. You can tell it's the future because there are like some slightly wacky cars on the road, I guess. Uh, the motorcycle pulls up to a club. It's Laurel. She's here to uh, find this young woman uh, who she dresses as Bianca, and we learn is Bianca Bertinelli, who seems to be in some sort of danger. And sure enough, she's immediately kidnapped by thugs. Good timing uh laurel runs outside and we are told of course it is star city 2040 and we can tell it's the future because they shoved every futuristic looking skyscraper into one city (laughs) uh mia wakes up she lives in the queen mansion i guess in oliver's old room that's a little weird but okay whatever uh and she is dating jj uh who uh who proposes to her uh on this the day of her graduation um we also note she goes by Mia Queen, not Mia Smoke. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Laurel, uh, having lost her quarry, digs up Dinah, who is uh, singing in a bar, <laughs> which she also apparently owns. Uh, she also has no scar on her throat, and she is still the age that yeah. we saw, last saw her at. Um, she lives above the bar in the clock tower. There's a lot happening here. <laughs> There's a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot happening here. We're jamming in, jamming in the arrow references. I, yeah, I don't want to get 
too far ahead, but I like this episode and part of me likes it because they are just reusing the sets and yeah. it's like a it's like yes. a financing pitch. It's like look what we can do yeah. with no money. Look at that. Yeah. Uh we learn so Laurel knows that Dinah was here because she talked to Sarah and Sarah and the Wave Rider team apparently found her here, but uh Dinah decided she wanted to stay here. What's a little weird is that apparently there is no record of Dinah Drake or the Black Canary. She didn't exist. Uh, we learn that Bianca Bertinelli, who is Helena's daughter, uh, has been kidnapped, and Laurel uh, wants to track her down because she has learned through future knowledge that uh, if they do not, insta- uh, she gets murdered three days from now, and next year in 2041, the city goes to pot. Uh, just, just riots, all that good stuff. Um, we go to the graduation party where uh, Mia uh, welcomes William and Zoe, who is very alive, uh, and to celebrate her uh, her graduation from college, um, we learn that she is a, uh, a socialite and that she is also uh, very proud of having graduated college because her father never graduated college and she's living the life her father saved the city uh, for her to live. Uh, Connor shows up and apparently he is the bad boy in this version of the future uh he's back from rehab he's got like it's a crazy world yeah, turned upside it's down it's bizarro arrow <laughs> uh when laurel and dinah show up to crash the party mia doesn't know who they are uh laurel and again i'll i'll, I'll insert a note at this point we don't know what ver- we we kind of guess that this is earth to laurel we don't really know how she ended up here uh because we did not see her after crisis this is the first time we are seeing her after crisis so we don't know exactly what her deal is she feels much more brusque and impatient even than than the earth to laurel we saw earlier in this season so i don't know maybe there's something going on there who knows anyways she uses a ring to give mia her memory back um as you, as do. you do uh mia freaks out and uh uh basically remembers that jj killed zoe and all that jazz and uh all of this is a little rough on her um so we have a little chat and basically they explain that bianca who is a friend of mia's has been kidnapped and it's really bad news so they recruit mia to help them um Man, I wrote down a joke here and I couldn't remember the setup for the joke. But Laurel has a really good line about the uh, something being the city's motto now. Oh, yeah. There's it, no crime. 20 years without, There's 20 without years without a, crime. No crime for 20 right, years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, like no, like none? Yeah. Like zero? At one point, that's really funny. <laughs> no jaywalking? Like, at one point, that's really funny because I'm pretty sure you can hear sirens in the background <laughs> of a shot. And you're like, ah. <laughs> oh, so much I, feel like, I feel like... I feel like zero crime is like zero unemployment. Like it's not that really sounds a thing good, you can do. but that is definitely not good. That is yeah. not. They could have just said low That means you're you're hiding something. Yeah. Either you're hiding something, or you're all being doing forced labor, or you're in a very totalitarian sort of system. Everything right? is yeah. fine, as, as we mentioned on a different show. They did they did solve the gun problem. That's right. They did. That That's is right. true. Yeah. yeah. Problem solved. Very possible. So they yeah. decide. Mia d- agrees to help them investigate it. Um, and essentially they go talk to, I guess, the uh, a, a Bianca's uncle and aunt who she lives with and her cousin. Uh, my note said the cousin did it, which they do investigate at one point. <laughs> um, but they... Uh, and so the the uncle is not... Yeah, so the uncle is not the guy... It's not Frank. Whatever they get. Frank Yeah, because I looked him up because I was trying to figure out... There were a lot of after watching this show. 
if he was yeah if he was the the bertinelli that was that was uh the crime lord but yeah no different guy he's the brother of the bertinelli he's the legit bertinelli i guess uh also helena apparently has disappeared so Mm -hmm. Uh, that's one way to save having to hire it's like, an actor. We didn't cast her. Yep. We want yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, the, uh, oh, they plant a lot of bugs in the Bertinelli house, and then they learn later that the cousin is up to something. He's leaving town with a package. They assume it's Bianca. They intercept the truck in Truck Heist moment using a fancy gadget, and then they beat up the clown car full of thugs. Um, and... Uh, we get the dual canary cries. Mia has turned down wearing the green arrow costume uh, where uh, I <laughs> Laurel tries to pressure her to wear it. Dinah says she doesn't have to wear it if she doesn't want to. And my note says it's like they're her two moms. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of uh, like that. I did like that. Yeah, I yeah. Thought yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Somebody uh, throws a bomb on the car scene after they determine the car is actually just full of drugs or chemicals or something. Somebody blows up the car. <laughs> yeah. It's a death stroke. Of what, course. What are, what are drugs if not chemicals? Indeed. Indeed. It's a death stroke. Uh, everybody assumes that it's JJ because, you know, that was the last death stroke we saw, which means because of profiling. He's the one person it can't be. <laughs> uh, they go to some art show at. Turns out it's a white guy. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> it's always the case. It's just always the case. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil your recap. <laughs> they go to an art show at JJ's office. I'm confused. Anyways, they uh, Mia breaks in, puts a bunch of data on her on uh, Hex's computer to get a bunch of data off it, and then uh, unfortunately he comes in and she gets really angry with him and accuses him of kidnapping Bianca. Uh, but it turns out he was just planning their perfect honeymoon. <laughs> that causes a bit of a rift between the two of them. Uh, this whole thing seems a little weird. It's a little strange. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no weirder than any I, average so episode. I accused an ex of kidnapping my friend and uh, didn't go over quite as smoothly. <laughs> you think this went over smoothly? No, really, that's that's a rough conversation to have. It's, it's, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Dinah has a heart-to-heart with Laurel about empathy and all that. Uh, they find a video of uh, Bianca, which looks like she's fine. She's on vacation, but it turns out, of course, that it was altered. Uh, meanwhile, back at the that Queen... That video does not look like it's fine at all, by <laughs> <Yeah>. the way. <laughs> yeah, looks, I couldn't even tell if that was like, like an, an animated gif. Uh, that, it, yeah, right, yeah. That doesn't seem... It didn't seem like proof of anything. No, like if it was a FaceTime, that's, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> prove the anything. Fact, then the fact that it's an altered video of her like captivity. Why? How did you... I have a lot of questions that? about... What weird Photoshop are you using? <laughs> well, I have a lot of weird <laughs> questions about that one. The Tech Z team is out in force in the future. Yeah. Uh, the uh, back at the Queen Mansion, um, Mia is looking at her wall of Oliver. Oliver? Uh, and Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laurel shows up and gives her a pep There's talk. There's a lot of shrines to Oliver. That's right. Uh, Laurel shows up to give her a pep talk about how she should be a hero, even though it's super hard. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's rewarding, I guess. Anyways, they figure out where Bianca is because of the plants, which apparently use make power for the building and it's the only one that's abandoned because that's where you kidnap someone in the Arrowverse. see what you know see you, you see what they did right right they took usually it's a power plant oh now it's a plant <laughs> power <laughs> hey i like it i like it uh, i just came up with that 
Everybody uh. suits up, including Mia, and they drop in and save Bianca and of the uh, white boy Trevor, who you may have forgotten because I didn't mention him earlier, <laughs> who was Bianca's ex, has kidnapped Bianca, and he is Deathstroke. Dun dun dun! Fight, fight, fight! Uh, there's too many of them, so they grab Bianca and run up to the roof where Trevor confronts them by knocking off the uh, pipe heads to fill it with explosive gas. Why is this building powered with explosive gas plants? <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the same company that made the building in Quantum of Solace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Which, which leads us to the conclusion that Arrow and James Bond are in the same that universe. That makes sense, I, actually. I really love both of them are run by, quote-unquote, Green Power. That's way. right. That's right. Which is hilarious yeah, that somehow right. the writers managed to turn green power into like bombs. How? <laughs> no explosions. How does that work? There's like, mm-hmm. it's anyway. Anyway, uh, Trevor makes a uh, cryptic pilot comment. You can't stop what's coming. She won't let you. He has a tattoo on his wrist that looks familiar. Uh, they zip line off the building as it explodes behind them. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and they also they are, <laughs> they end up standing in definite comic book pose, yeah, which I really wish they hadn't. Yeah. Like, I get it, <laughs> I know what you're doing, like, but it's just it's too much. Like, none of those women are standing as if any human being would be standing anyway. <laughs> the comment is kind of funny though. Was it is the who, comment is, is the comment associate, is associated with that stand? <laughs> is it? Who, I didn't want to. I wasn't. Sh- <laughs> who are you? Bitches? Yeah, who are, who are yeah. Bitches? I wasn't sure I had it right, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the that's uh, funny, res- but then this the stance is just like too. It's like you know when they dissect like well, see, a comic see, book I cover. I feel like that comment like, deflates it a little bit, so it takes a little takes a little bit of the air out of it. So yeah, it's yeah, okay, yeah. But, yeah. I'm sure it's tongue in cheek, but uh, whatever. Yeah. It still stuck out to me. So uh, in our resolution, Dinah has decided she's going to go back to heroing part time, and Mia will do it as well. Dinah and Laurel are going to be roomies. Dinah wants to restart the Canaries because she feels like she can inspire other women. Um, and she, however, she. Uh, she gets Laurel to cough up the real reason that Laurel's there, and it's that when the city fell in 2041, apparently Mia was somehow at the center of it, and there's a headline. Good. Another future headline. <laughs> this is the thing in this universe. Uh, the woman who failed Star City. Ooh, deeply ironic. Which kind of, you know, like the one on Flash kind of fizzled out, too. Yeah, right. That's right. It did. Um. William and Mia meet up at a statue for Ollie, which in my note says, it's way better than Laurel's statue. Uh, (laughs) Everybody's apparently calling William to ask if he's the Green Arrow, but he points out it's misogynistic that nobody asks her. Uh, He is carrying the Hosen, which I also did laugh because she called it the Pet Rock. The Pet Rock was one of that was That was my favorite moment of the show, I think. And, And I actually enjoyed this episode, but the Pet Rock thing, like... Passed down like through this weird, intricate plinko table of family relationships. It was it was great. Yeah, um, because definitely by it gets by the time it gets to like the fifth person, the connection's a little bit severed at that point, and then it just becomes a trinket that you and your family sort of know is meaningful in some way, but you don't hold it quite as dearly as you would have if it had been like first generation given to you right i mean and, and he william points out it's the closest thing that i think they have to a family heirloom or something like that yeah yeah although i'm not sure like a bow would have been cool or yeah right also yeah. you know yeah. a house 
<laughs> Apparently. Apparently. They they, they have it yeah. Again. We'll get there in a second. Uh, William and Mia are having their moment, and then they're both shot with tranquilizer darts. Uh, William is grabbed and hauled away. Uh, and then meanwhile, in our uh, little stinger at the end there, someone breaks into JJ's house, fights with him, and then uses something that looks very much like the ring Laurel had to restore his memory of being Deathstroke. Bum, 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 no. bum, 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 bum. Let me, I want to throw this out here because this is the thing that bugged me a little bit about this. Um, so, and I think it's really good that they, they make the point at one, uh, at one moment that um, Mia says that she has all her memories uh, from her old life, but also her new life. And we assume, from, in, in all cases here, what the assumption seems to be across all the various things is that your old memories kind of supersede your new memories. Not in the sense that you lose your new memories, but like the person you used to be is the person who you quote unquote yeah. actually are, which seems a little unfair, right? Like it's the, it feels like in the tendency of JJ, like, I hope they don't like immediately turn him into a villain because it's like, all right, so is everybody just who they were before? And so we're saying this guy is essentially bad and Mia is essentially, you know, a hero as it were, because that seems like a weird deterministic thing to do. Uh, I I felt it felt a little strange to to treat like that. The other question, and you, you point out rightly, John, the rebuilding of the house. But it made me just wonder exactly what the timeline was, and kind of with Guy's comment about the Hosen too, like what what actually happened? <laughs> like we know the world. I think mm-hmm. like the world up until the point of crisis was fairly similar. Although that's what it. Yeah, I mean that's what I would have thought. Although not not actually. Yeah, it's not it's because not. the universes are integrated now. Right, and moreover, so I know I I don't suppose either of you watched Batwoman this week, did you? No, I did. They, they did a major thing there, which had to do with yep. changing the universes, and I thought that was fascinating, but also, I'm not sure I quite understand how that works. <laughs> um, anyways, I won't spoil it for our now listeners, wait, but... Wait a second, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, I thought the last episode was something, but it's getting awfully queer in here or something. There. Yes, the very yeah. end of that episode has a major twist. Okay, yes. Yeah, yes. It, it's, it's based yes. on the universe universes having okay. changed. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Sorry. and I'm uh, kind yeah. of curious as to how that it's a it's a great dramatic twist in terms of where the story is going, but it also is a weird question of what the hell happened. Like, what did Crisis actually do? And they deal with it a little bit on Supergirl as well. Um, there's an issue with some doppelgangers showing up there as well. So like, the multiverse is gone, but there are like remnants in some ways of like some stuff. And I think maybe we'll get into that on next week's arrow which might help explain the, why the old multiverse is gone right well the the new they yeah. claim the new multiverse is also gone and this is the only earth left which is a little strange but mm, that's really not the implication of the last episode of it's Crisis, not but, but it's okay. it is what, but, it, yeah. but it's but it's clear it's clear that they're not going to cross over anymore right right they're not going to do a crossover with um doom patrol right right but it's essentially obviously. the cw universe exists yeah in one right in one universe and the other dc universes still exist but they're not connected in any way or something it's a little weird right anyway so yeah this was this was a pilot and i know there had been a lot of uh i don't want to say angst or hand-wringing i don't think it gets that strong but like a lot of people were like why are we doing a pilot about this um i know some people don't like mia i don't have a problem with her and i actually think this episode served her a lot better than a lot of the previous 
episodes with yeah. her. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it's, it's showed a sort of a different side of her than the petulant. Right. Um, There's some range happening hate my, here. Hate my dad, hate my life, kind of, you know. Right. Yeah. Childish, <laughs> I guess. Sort of, sort of angry child, I guess. Yeah. Um, so from that perspective, I thought it was an interesting take. It's also interesting that they changed, you know, Star City obviously is a very different place in this episode than it was in the flash forwards that we saw prior to this, yeah. where it was very dark and very crime ridden. Um, Although Renee, Renee is still mayor, still mayor, yeah. Yeah. but he turned over a new leaf because he knew he was going to become a bad guy or something. Right. Yeah. Anyways, yes. Time travel. Timey wimey. <laughs> other um, thoughts about i uh so so this this obviously checked yeah we talked about how it sort of checked a bunch of arrow boxes and so we got motorcycles we got we yeah. got basically a van chase um the van chase got, i love dancing, dancing in a club we got scenes in a club yeah yeah so perfect right. i wanted to start off with that uh yeah. driving on a motorcycle driving up to a club uh music the, the music throughout this episode was uh atypical for an arrow episode uh it felt like there was a lot more modern sort of stuff rather than yeah true yeah it it felt a bit different uh yep the club was great um go ahead keep listening to them because uh, yeah uh, that like uh, i'm uh, so an, with an you exploding on this. building and rappelling off of the building <laughs> as yep. it explodes behind you yep and somehow yeah. and somehow the bomb goes off like four levels below the top <laughs> of the building because that's the most visually compelling place for it to go up like why yeah. Why did floor 20, or not even 20, why did floor like 18 blow up rather than the top floor? Which, who knows? Yeah. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Which which in its own, you know, and, and, and as we've discussed plenty of times, bad science is another feature of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Sure. In a good way. Mo- most um, of the time in a good way. And that's, that's this was all fine. Yeah. Yeah. And some, some good fight scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? The they felt at the end was, you know, they did a lot of dr- dramatic uh, jumping and somebody gets thrown stuff. through a plate piece of plate glass, which is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they felt like a different variety of fight scenes than we'd seen previously. Uh, sort of more motion, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah. Like right. that, like that punch, slow, punch, mo- punch. like that slow mo jump. I don't think. Uh, like they run up somebody's back and then she jumps off it and slams somebody. It felt a little different. Like they were, yeah. they were making a little bit of a different choices. It, it's going to be a different show, and I got a sense of that in both the big ways. You know, notably, uh, null woman cast. Uh, yeah. Well, main cast mostly. Uh, yeah. Right. Mostly. Yeah. And. Uh, but even the fights were like a little different. The the music was a little different. Um, the I don't know, like the it had a different. It was familiar and yet different. Like I did right. really feel like I was stepping into a different kind of. Uh, mm. Not not to get to crisis, but like a different Earth. You know, like a different take on this kind, mm-hmm. same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I point out, not yeah. one of those sets was a redress jitters, which. <laughs> Yes, a thumbs up in my book. Oh my god, does jitters does jitters not exist in the new universe? <laughs> I'm I'm not convinced that I'm not convinced that uh, jitters isn't uh, the apartment the apartment the, with the murder DJ. Okay, uh, okay, but with a dropped ceiling and redressed. 
Mm. Interesting. Interesting. If you, if you look at the sp- if you look at the space, it's it's got the same width and depth. Yeah. And they, I don't know if they appear in the same. Well, thing it, it was nice yeah. that they, even if they, you know, hearkened back to things, right? Like certainly the mansion that set looked pretty close to, you know, the original sets from the uh, the first few seasons, and then the clock yeah. tower, yeah. which is not, which is you know, clearly supposed to be the same space, but is redressed to look fairly different, uh, and also just. Yeah is a cool place to have an apartment. I want an apartment at Clock Tower a little bit. Um, yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, I, I thought they did a nice job of making everything look visually kind of different, right? Like, there's a there's Dinah's Bar. Oh! oh uh, d- no, don't don't get me wrong. They did a great job. Uh, we've just been watching this for eight Oh, yeah, yeah no, years, no. I think I was trying to get like the point. very like, attuned to, like, the spaces and what they <laughs> yeah. do to... In the yeah. same way you were talking about, like, it felt familiar. Like, none of those sets were like, oh, my God, this set looks so different. It wasn't, like, going right. from, like, Star Trek The Next Generation. Ah, I did it this week to uh oh no i'm to, uh, get discover to discovery right where it's like well this looks like a show you know i love the people talking about star trek uh, the next generation like looks like it was filmed in like marriott conference rooms <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it kind of it really does, does. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's and it's like it's not like going from that to discovery but it is like you know at least it is a set of different spaces that feel like they tip their hat to it with a couple that are like direct references but doesn't feel like yeah. we're just reusing all of our sets right like nobody as so far as we no, can no. tell they don't go into the bunker right like they don't have their the same yeah. bunker etc no i think they've probably retired that to move on but like the the apartment that they end up in it like they've got steel girders there now but it, mm. it's clearly the apartment from season three or something like the uh, yeah, the one that the one that the uh, Thea lived in originally, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's I keep I keep calling it the DJ apartment, but <laughs> there, there was more than <laughs> that one bad date. Don't let one more bad than, date. More than that guy met his end in that apartment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that they got out <laughs> into Vancouver. Please, please hold your applause until all of the people who were murdered in that apartment are listed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long list. Uh, I like that they got out into Vancouver and visited. Uh, you know, rando, incredibly expensive estate. And, you know, that was kind of cool. Um, uh, the Bertinelli house is the mm-hmm, one I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, it looked a little uh, Italian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, anytime, that anytime. Whole, that whole ahead. segment was a little you know, hokey, I guess. It was. Um, I, I'm, I, not, I'm putting... not really out of character for the show that we've come to know and love. True. I'm I'm gonna guess that they had a very limited time and they just got it all done. They shot it. Yeah, they had to. Yeah, right. They had right. to get that, in. That whole, and, get and in, it get seemed out. like okay, we got to we're gonna blow through this because you know this is just yeah. this is just one quick step towards getting to where we're going. Yeah, but I like at any time that they get away from sort of the established sets and all that, and it's not just this show; it's it's any show, you know, like. Well, I mean, Dan already stole it, but like, whatever Star Trek gets out of, like, they're going down to the planet, and it's the same rearrangement of stuff. You yeah, know, it's either the same right. rock caves or the same village sort of Playmobil thing that mm-hmm. they've got going. Like, whatever it is, when they, when they get out and like, uh, you know, when Beverly and Picard are on a planet and they're walking through a quarry, at least that's a bit of a different. <laughs> you know it's still a quarry but it's kind of cool uh so yeah i like that and what i liked most about it is that it it reminded me of season one of arrow uh with these sort of palatial estates there was like weird setup there was definitely a focus on the one percent uh i i'm sort of curious to see if this new show uh sort of tacks back to that bent a little bit more of the 
for lack of a better term, like the, the social justice movement of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, the timing is kind of right. It just politically yeah. and socially. Uh, so I they should uh, talk about they should, You know what they should talk about more in this show is encryption. <laughs> Stop it. Well Stop done. It. Do I have a show for you? You're screwing with the time travel mechanics of this I, universe. I did it on the other show and doing it on the I know, show. but they're going to air in reverse order, so it's really going to confuse people. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody's okay, going to. doing it on this show, and I promise you I will do it on that other show as well. Somebody's going to figure out that we, we universe hop, and on one show we pretend to be smart, and it's this show, and on the other show we just pretend yeah. to be dumb, and it's it's that other show. Very confusing. Um, I was going to say that I felt like, I think you guys are right. It felt, it felt like very much of a piece with the, the CW shows. I liked that it is clearly its own thing, but, you know, playing homage to it. I'm glad uh, that we have the assortment of characters that we do. This one focuses really on uh, Mia and Laurel and Dinah. Um, but like you know, we have Connor and we have JJ and hopefully William. Uh, I noticed that he was not necessarily listed in all of the um when they were sort of talking about the buzz of this show. Like he wasn't positioned uh, with the same weight. I felt like as some of the other cast members, which makes me a little worried. Um, but I because I really enjoy his character. Uh, me too. And and it also well, made me they wonder. They seem how, to be doing a very uh, woman oriented show. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, fine. Like, that's like, fine. Like I'm not like the about fact that, that um, the fact that the bad guy reveals that the big bad is a woman, a woman. Is, right? Is, yeah. Right. So a little bit akin to sort of the super cool thing too, right? Where where people in power are women. Yeah. I, uh, I wanted yeah. to throw just, it there just to be perfectly clear. I'm cool with it. I dig it. I just maybe you don't want to talk up Ollie Queen's son when you're doing <laughs> press for black. <laughs> You know, Gunnar and the Canaries. Maybe that's fine. I mean, for, like, I, maybe, I for think maybe we even all... the same reason that they mentioned on the show, which is like, why, why are they asking me? Right. We, all, but like, I mean, given that character, we all know William is not cut out to be the Green Arrow. Yeah. Right, and I think right. it's fine that you get, like no. I, he is essentially the Felicity, right? Like, and I think that's yeah. that's a fun dynamic too. I enjoyed the two of them working together, uh, and I just yeah. hope they can keep that chemistry because I really liked Ben Lewis. I thought he was great. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. and yeah, having don't him on the show wrong. would be a would be a bonus. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. They also cut out. They here's the thing: they took time to mention his love interest and to divorce him of that. Right, right. Uh, which I felt was a an investment in the character going sure. forward. Yeah, in it, like you know, whatever. Not well, and he is in, he in is... the future. They may like to explore a, a, a relationship for him and with him that. Uh, would be hindered if they had to unwind him from something else. So they well, and he is also two I lines mean, of dialogue to get rid of it. And you know, at the end of the episode, he is also kidnapped, which suggests that he is there is plot revolving around him, right? Like he is, yeah. Uh, that might be the thing that drives her further yeah. down this road. Is essentially trying. Maybe to he's the new Moira, though. You never know. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask two things. One was uh, I, my favorite Easter egg. I think is that Dinah's bar is named The Fishnet. Oh, uh, my God. That's the sponsor for this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I wrote down one note, and that the bar is called The Fishnet. Is it uh, a sponsor of drinks, this... or...? No. 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 You've got the Canary Cry, which is mm. a very, very stiff gin martini with a, <laughs> with a dash of bitters. And... Uh, 
you've got the the green arrow, which is just something you don't want to drink. It's I assume it's got lime, it's a what, bunch of char- lime juice and absinthe, maybe a little bit of sugar, absinthe, and lime juice, and it's it's wow, it's gonna hit you right in the head. That is it's a, not good. You don't want so, that. Okay, what it, what is the fishnet? Oh, it's just oh, a reference it's to because the canaries the wear fishnet stockings. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask about um, the death stroke, which I feel like is probably got like coffee in it. Maybe I don't know. It feels something like as black as the soul. <laughs> the death stroke. Yeah, <laughs> man, I am not kidding. We could. Uh, this- okay, how about the? Uh, we we got to fire up a Patreon. All we do is make <laughs> drinks out of like superhero. <laughs> and superhero then, and then we drink. We drink really terrible drinks on camera, and we say, "Yeah, that wasn't good." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dan, we've had worse ideas, man. That's true. All so. right. Well, if you're into that, <laughs> you know, and just like just go in there and uh, just pour me a rag, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that drink has crumpled up oh newspaper in it. Nobody wants that. <laughs> okay, we have to cut this because somebody's going to make a million dollars out of this, and we're all going to get really bitter. <laughs> bitter like Wait, the like like Campari, like Campari, the, uh, uh, Com- Captain Campari, no. Captain Campari? Is that Captain yeah, Boomerang no, changed his name bitter. for a sponsorship? Like Is that what happened? <sighs> He'd do it. Yeah. Boy, yeah. that drink doesn't hit Just you the call, first... Call his people. That drink doesn't hit you the first time, but it really comes back around on you. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay us for this. If you want to If you want to suggest... If you want to back our Patreon, we will, we will take your money to make stupid superhero cocktail drinks. <laughs> <laughs> uh what's the what's the bane it's it's a cuba libre but with like two straws coming out of it that are feeding alcohol back into the drink um the other thing i wanted to ask was do you guys have any uh i wanted to know if you thought the the big bad teased here do you think it was going to be an arrow character or do you think now we've divorced ourselves from that show to the point where like it needs to be someone new moira mcqueen mcqueen or moira queen <laughs> <laughs> it's a new character, Moira McQueen. That would be funny. Uh, no, she's I'm joking. I don't she's married character. to Scrooge McDuck. Um, it's weird. <laughs> I would. I'm going to go ahead. I really don't know. Um, it would be fun for me if it was somebody from the Arrow universe. But my guess is that they'll go with somebody new just to make their own own thing. I could not resist thinking that it was either Nissa, Talia, or Thea because they all have connections to the Hosen, sort of. So I don't mm. know. I felt like those were the oh, the the OG Arrow, uh, you know, tie-ins. But if you're trying to strike out on your own and establish a new series, I also think maybe you just want to create new villains. Right. I would I would guess that's what they want to do. But I don't see Thea getting thrown under the bus like that. Yeah, I think it, I feel like I, right. I also want to say I think I think there's a picture of her and Mia on the Walliver. Uh, I'm sticking with that. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm game. I mean, <laughs> which is a sure, little weird, yeah, just not? because they look like it's it's kind of fuzzy in the background. I couldn't tell, but I was like, wait, is that them? And if so, are they both at like the actors' ages? Is that just a picture of the actors together? Because timeline wise, that makes zero sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. If I if I give you Walliver, will you give me Book Club? Which I have not given up on for like years now. We can we can negotiate. <laughs> Oh my god, this is okay, whatever. Guy, you gotta you gotta go for the free tie, um, which is which is um have a puff and call it a night. No, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. See, if you started with that, you immediately get back off. Yeah, you should have led with both of them and then he would have given negotiate you a, a down. Book club. Yeah, that's right. That's how it's done. 
Mm. Thanks. The art of a deal, <laughs> baby. The, the art of the, thank you. I, I bit my tongue on that one, but thank you for putting that one out there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to rate this episode? Do you have any other thoughts before we do that? Uh, who kidnapped at the end? Who kidnapped oh, William? Who, who, no, no. Who, uh, who brain scrambled JJ at the end? Oh, oh yeah. So the dark take for me is well we've only seen one of those rings do you think it was laurel <laughs> i could not I'm figure so out the rationale i don't though. want that no laurel's t- like let's just have a good laurel yeah i, I think it could I be think they're going with good i think that's a head fake to make you think yeah. like she wanted mia to see who you really was like so we're, i think we're supposed to think maybe laurel you know, would do that to. But like, they did save give you a bunch up? of BS, right? Because they said, "Okay, some Martian came and did it with his brain powers, and then Cisco made it into a ring." And it's the same ring. Like, okay, fine, whatever. I don't need to understand. It is well. It looks the same. How many did he make? Fair point. One hundred twenty-eight, and <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, two fifty-six. <laughs> Does everyone get to have their memories back? Like, is that there's a weird like rights issue there, right? Like, oh. Yeah, Should sure. we give everyone their memories back? Do they right. deserve to have their memories back? Like, or like Connor, like he seems like he's in a bad place. Seems like he'd be a lot better off with his memory back. But like, that's also yeah. kind of judgy. So I don't know. I, I I don't know if this is the show to engage in that kind of uh, moral don't get, quandaries. Don't give baby Sarah her memories back. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, that is confusing. <laughs> Just like non-existent for... Well, I was here, or whatever it was. I was. I kind of remember being a baby, and then it was just black for a long and then, time, and then nothing, and then now I'm five, and now <laughs> I remember. Presumably, being born, she's grown up now. I remember being born my first eight months to a year and a half, and then it was as if I wasn't born again gonna, for years. That would be a difficult and like then five suddenly, or six year old. Oh my god! You maybe, think maybe yeah. she's the big bad. Oh, oh, oh threw it out there. <laughs> threw it out there. Okay, well, now I wanted to win. You know, man, I am a huge baby. She's mad because she lost two years of her life. Yeah, I'll do it. She's mm-hmm. not even mad. She's just been driven insane by being completely <laughs> obliterated. I won't tell. I mean, it's like it's like she drank one of our terrible cocktails, such as the Martian Manhunter, which you will not oh remember my God, tomorrow. Now we gotta make it. Okay, Martian Manhunter has to have marshmallows in it, right? That's <laughs> right. Oh man, wait, I'm regretting wait. offering to drink these for money. I think I think we're. Ruining I know. The I'm bar serious. Now. This is like a if bet- you're selling drinks with marshmallows in them. <laughs> what about like a marshmallow rim, though? It's a very no, 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 different like, kind of bar. No, but they're like artisanal homemade marshmallows, like not just a marshmallow. <laughs> like, I will tell you, there is a place here that does ice cream cones, but you take fluff and you put it around the top of the ice cream cone and then you torch it like it's like a like a toasted marshmallow. There it you is freaking delicious. Well, sure. There you go. Yeah, I'm thinking like but, you know, a high does, end. Does it come with like rum in it? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like a it's like a mudslide. It's like a mudslide. I think you what should do it? it separately, personally. What is it, man? First of all, this is just a better podcast idea. <laughs> but what is a what is a Martian Manhunter? What? All right. Well, that's got that's that? got like some chartreuse in it. I think. Um, I feel like it has to be red and green somehow. Right. 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 Almost a, Christmassy. Very something Christmassy. you want to drink maybe, at the Yuletide table. Maybe some mint. Maybe mint. It's like a Martian Manhunter Cran- mojito. Cranberries. Cranberries and mint. Hmm. It could be like, <laughs> like brandy. That just seems like a cure for a UTI. I don't know about. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> 
<laughs> it could also be that. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to call a cure for a U2A. It's a manhunter. That's not a good... <laughs> you, go, you go to uh, see the doctor and he writes you a prescription yeah. for a Martian manhunter. For a Martian manhunter. <laughs> Take two of these and call me in the morning. You don't want to drink three of these every night. <laughs> Boy, you will feel it's, like you can walk through walls. I just want you to know you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, You're sorry, also Jason. not mentally connecting with everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or are you? You think that, but they don't think that. Uh, God, all right. Just Any last thoughts before we do our, our ritual here? Um, uh, there's, a, there's a just like, I mean, I think there, there's some nice scenes with Laurel and Dinah in this. Mm-hmm. Um, just sitting down and talking. Uh, which I like, uh, which is, which is kind of funny because you'd almost not remember that Laurel killed her boyfriend, (laughs) (laughs) but they have, but maybe that's been undone too. They developed that over the course of, I feel like they developed their rapport over the course of the last season or two. And I, I really, they have great chemistry. They are a lot of fun. Yeah. I think so. I think they're good together. Yeah. I think there's a big reason that they put them on this show because I think, I think without them, this show does not work as well. No. Yeah. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, I think if you just tried to do the Arrow Babies from 2040, I think that was a lot harder sell. Um, Yeah, I agree. And they really kind of anchor this in a way that it needs to be done. Uh, And I am fascinated that we thought, you know, you go back in time to the beginning of Arrow and tell us, like, someday Laurel's going to have her spinoff. You'd be like, really? I mean, (laughs) yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're cribbing from my reading notes, but you know, 100%. Uh, Laurel drives this entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. Uh, and that's not something I think we would have expected, certainly at the beginning. And then in, I mean, what, like two years ago, we were, two years, wow, we've been doing this too long. Two seasons <laughs> ago, we were like, uh, you know, Schrodinger's canary, and it's kind of boring because we know ultimately what's going to happen. And yet, you know, she has the presence now to be able to walk on and command uh, our attention as an audience and um, carry sort of the weight of, you know, eight seasons with her yeah. for this episode. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going so, on with eye makeup in this episode. Oh, yeah. The future lot. is big yeah, on that, really, apparently. Really, really a lot. Yeah. And, and costumes, like, the the yeah. outfits were great. Right. They were super on point. They, they dressed Dinah up in a not a great costume. I loved to it. To the, to the fancy hip, ball. This slightly hippie I, vibe. I loved it. I liked it. But I was like, that's not flattering. Uh, they made uh, Laurel. They They focused on the boobs if there was like at one point she's wearing a jacket and that somehow is just it's it's outlining her chest a lot more than is usual on the show and i think a part of that is um they're trying to convey very different personalities to these uh characters that have previously been a little bit uh mm-hmm. not quite as fleshed out uh Dinah, they gave uh, a less uh, form-fitting outfit to, and later on they have her say that she was married when she was 21. Uh, Laurel is uh, more out there. Uh, well, I think they made her a lot of, more you know, 
they they kind of tapped into that somewhat more aggressive side of her that we saw, yes. which they'd softened a bit, I think, in the last season or two of Arrow. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is I think they've they've taken Dinah and put her in a little bit more of uh uh they've toned it down a bit and they've toned up Laurel a bit. Uh, yeah, to, to give the contrast give me, that is that yeah, is a good sort of pair for Mia, who is you know, and and I think that's a it's an interesting way to start off a, a new series for sure. I think it's a good dynamic, and I think you know, like you said, I think if you take Dinah from like police captain, right, where she was very go getting, and like you know, this is her opportunity to kind of take a step back from that, and it, it mm-hmm. is that's the reason she talks about staying. Uh, you yeah. know, was like, well, I can be whoever I want, right? Like, I don't have to be the the hard-nosed police captain if that's not what i want to be doing um and yeah i agree with you just give that contrast uh as the sort of we'll go back to the two moms thing because i think it is kind of where they're going right like they are the yeah, two I so. they're i mean i don't mean that pejoratively i mean that like they are the two role models in mia's life and you need to have them have different approaches otherwise there's no drama right like if they were both there like yeah right. just go kick that guy's ass like you'd be like all right well <laughs> i don't need right. two characters so doing the same thing uh, right i think that's kind of what i'm saying is that they've they've uh diverged the characters a little bit more like previously they they had quite a lot in common i mean they were literally right. both the black canary and i think now they're trying to set them up as like uh not in opposition to each other, but uh, in order to complement each other, they need to have these different perspectives. And I think they've, uh, you know, positioned things a little bit differently, at least in this episode. Who knows? I mean, it's a pilot. So the the pilot for Arrow had, I mean, we had a Russian uh, maid that, you know, we didn't see for like another six seasons. So who knows? But, uh, I, I guess we'll wait for the rating. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop there because I'm, 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 I was about to roll, roll into the rating. So, uh, I mean, we can we can roll right into the rating unless John, you've got anything else you want to? Nope. Talk about. Roll it, guy. Roll right into that rating. Uh, Sarah Junior, <laughs> son <Yeah>. of a. <laughs> no, she's the daughter. Oh. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so the rating, the rating system, system. The rating system for anybody that's uh, this is just the only in time now. I will ask you to clarify the rating system. Let's be clear. <sighs> I can't even remember it anymore. What is it? Alex. <laughs> Alex is awful. Alex is boring. He's a clipboard would be boyfriend of of Thea. He's boring. Season four. Uh, what's the middle one? <laughs> John Jr. No, well, John. Well, John Jr. is a guy now. John Jr. Know, who's now, now we a got cat- problem. Now we've got a problem because John Jr. was like uh, <clears throat> the the entity that replaced Sarah Jr. when the Flash went back and rewrote time, <laughs> and that was a middling thing. That was a middling <laughs> thing. Just, is he's the, a kid too. You know, anyway. is he? Is he? <laughs> it's not I his guess fault. He's a child. It's, Barry. it's not his valid. Uh, no. Yeah, it's Barry's. Screw Barry. Anyway, what I'm saying is John Jr. is like, you can't get mad because he's a kid. But, you know, you're not happy about it. Right. And then uh, Biff, uh, our hero from season four, is basically the best henchman I've ever seen on a superhero TV show. He was competent. He was great. And he got murdered. He was way better than twice. his boss. <laughs> he was way better than his boss. He just, he was, he was awesome. Anyway, he got killed twice by all that. So, uh, so when I say That's this is a, funny, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, 
We could do a whole show just on the rating system. We should not, but <laughs> we could. Uh, get a, so get a few cocktails into us. And... Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Give, give, me, a, a, give me a Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, give no, you, yeah. that's the wrong. I keep doing the wrong one. Mr. Wrong, Incredible. Wrong what, is, what the hell's his name? Plastic terrific, Man. Mr. Terrific. <laughs> Mr. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a few, you have a few Mr. Terrifics, and all of a sudden you're going to be drinking a man thing. That's, you know. <laughs> oh. It's just the way it goes. Um, anyway. <laughs> Sarah Jr. is, uh, to me, a top-notch episode. The, the joke about John Jr. is that we lost Sarah Jr., and it's a long, stupid story. But uh, the reintroduction of the character in the previous episode uh, excites me, and I think that's great. Um, they did a really good job here. The reason I picked Sarah Jr. specifically is that uh, this is a, a, a show laid Sarah, entirely You're equating Sarah Jr. with a Biff, though, right? Yes. Just to be clear. Okay. Yes, thank you. Canonically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Our librarian appreciates it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hey, James. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a Biff, uh, a Sarah Jr. In the, um, this, is a, this episode specifically be, like, is driven by... different ratings for like a good episode. <laughs> who, who cares? It doesn't matter! <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> hey. Hey, John, you know what would be great? Let's just explain the jokes. <laughs> let's ex- let's just explain the entire fallacy of trying to rate these things. Why don't we do that? Um, it's a Sarah Junior and a definitive, scientifically accurate Sarah Junior because uh, it's 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 a show led by women, and it gives me a lot of. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm very eager to see where they go with it. I thought they uh, turned some characters that had previously been given a disservice and they took them in new directions and directions that I am eager to see them going again. Uh, the 2040 stuff previously, I'm pretty sure I said on the show, I was sort of, I found uh, less interesting and I was not particularly excited about, uh, I'm on board. Let's, let's do the show. I, I think they've turned it around and I think that the setup for what's going to, come is uh is interesting and i i while there are problems with this episode it you know i I can't help but feel some of them are due to the limitations of the fact that it is you know a backdoor pilot in arrow uh but um i'd like them to do this show pick it up let's let's see what happens uh it's I feel good about it. I feel good about this episode. I feel good about the actors. And I feel good that this creative team has a way to go. John? Uh, this episode is a Captain Sarah Lance. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sarah Senior, if you will. Which is also Senior. a Biff. <laughs> I mean, here's, here's an Biff, episode yeah. that had, you know, like, you know, did not have some of my favorite characters in it. I mean, Oliver's not in it. Diggle's not in it. There's like, you know, some of the people who I turn, tune into Arrow to watch, not in this episode at all, um, which is un- very unusual for an episode of this <laughs> this series, but still really held my attention and held together really well. And just, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you, Guy, that I didn't wasn't crazy about the future stuff before, uh, but I think this version of it is, is much better and... Uh, in good some good character moments like like I said between Dinah and Laurel so that was that was good and also and also Mia 
uh and yeah no i mean it made me it made me glad that it's you know that they're gonna i mean i is there still a chance that they might not pick it up or is it there is given? there is a chance uh i will tell you the ratings were actually really good it was the best i think arrow's best uh ratings except for its crisis episode basically yeah, of okay. the season so okay. i would i would great. not be surprised I mean, but it is coming up. out yeah it is coming out of that, and so that's a good lead-in. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, uh, I know they all listen to us. <laughs> hey, Greg, just sign the check on this one. <laughs> I think it's worth the season. I do. I really do. Yeah. Um, I will. I, I will agree with you guys. Actually, I round this out as Biff. I thought this hung together really well, uh, or at least no worse than any episode of Arrow in general. It felt very much of a piece with the way it was structured, but I also felt like. What could have ended up feeling lazy, uh, it definitely had some freshness to it. I think the foregrounding a lot of Laurel and Dinah's relationship, as we discussed, made a Mm -hmm. big difference. Um, Again, they have really good chemistry, and the writing for them was very sharp. um, And it was a dynamic that doesn't often get brought to the foreground, I feel like. Um, Supergirl definitely does a lot, like this sort of uh, woman-woman friendship thing. Like, Supergirl has played with that. But like more in terms of like the sister role between Kara and Alex, um, and I think Laurel and Dinah have a very different dynamic, and I enjoy that. Um, there's enough questions raised here uh, that would keep, keep kind of keep you going. Um, the The biggest thing that I see as potentially a liability for them, and I guess maybe they're not considering this as much. Like they're they're kind of counting on the fact that they've got to the whole built in DC audience, right? But like. The premise of of them being like, ah, I have two, I have the memory of my old, you know, like the fact that it's rooted in crisis as such a big part of the premise, I think is a, you know, the assumption that people will be caught up on the CW stuff is great for existing viewers if you're trying to convert Arrow viewers, but if you're trying to bring in new viewers, that seems risky. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's a risky thing to root your show in. Um but like I said, they got enough D, you know, DC shows here that maybe they don't care and they feel like we've got the audience, it's built in, we're just going to roll with it. Um, but I thought it was good enough to merit uh, you know, a, a, a season order at least to see sort of how they can mm-hmm. develop it. Um, I think you know, it's always hard to tell from Backdoor Pilots, as Guy said, uh, even pilot episodes themselves, like yeah. just for standalones, are weird, right? Like stuff changes, uh, stuff yeah. gets revamped. Yeah. So uh, I would not be surprised to see some of that change if they um, if they roll uh, actually buy this first season. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good, and it, it it definitely improved on on the the flash forward stuff. I like the flash forward stuff, but seeing that now more as a anomaly, almost right, like kind of like a dystopic future flash forward. Even those kind of work better for me in terms of that not being the actual future, right? Like that felt like all stuff that was kind of like leading us to to getting to you know sort of the the crossover moments that we had with them and so i'm happy to leave that behind and take that as a launching ground for a new show but yeah uh i'm i'm a biff so three biffs we'll see what happens so just to address that a little uh i don't know if crisis is necessarily the finding the the founding impetus going forward it might be but I mean, the guy that blew up his own building because his plants had a bunch of excess gas buildup. <laughs> that 
that was not necessarily connected to the crisis stuff, right? No, but I, mean, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't think so. I think, I think, I think the crisis stuff is there so that we can connect them to the characters and the worlds that we know, so that they were not completely isolated. Right. I guess my question is: Do you go into a you know if they buy a season of this and the fall starts off? Do you need to explain? Hi, I'm Mia Queen. I used to be a socialite, but then I got memories of my past life where I was a vigilante. Like it starts to feel a little confusing in terms of grounding those characters, and especially if you're introducing now the conflict with JJ being back to his previous self. I, I'm kind of just, it, it's a needle that has to be threaded and I'm curious to see I think, how they I work. think you skipped the 20 years. I think you just like, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Then we're going to roll. And frankly, I mean, do they stay in 2040 forever? I don't know. The other thing is, is that, uh, on the flash, when we saw the headline in the newspaper, that Gideon was presenting them, there was a divorce there in that they couldn't, they couldn't interrogate the future, right? Like Gideon could not give them any more information. Uh, in this case, they were presented the future by Sarah, who, uh, you know, reasonably accessible. You could get it. You could call him on the phone and, <laughs> and you know, the time if you phone. get her, if you get her drunk, she'll probably just tell you exactly what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like it's a, if you get Mick drunk, he'll definitely tell you. <laughs> right. Right. So like the, the, I don't take the time issue quite as seriously as you do. I think they can write around that and get her, get off of it real quick. One way or the other. Uh, my guess would be that the first season, if they do one, would be leading up to 2041 and how they avert that. And then subsequently, it would drop back into modern times so that they could be more easily reintegrated with the rest of the uh, universe. That's possible. Possible. I mean, they, they did it with Black Lightning a bit, right? Like, just, okay, you go do your own thing and then come back and... yeah back into the fold and you get we'll figure it out it. yeah you get to sit at this nice table <laughs> yeah man that is a great table in an, in an, in an airplane hangar in an, in a, yeah in an unstarlabs airplane hangar. facility please uh, yeah, there's no reason to love that table i don't like they got so excited about it and it's, it's just, uh yep just great for D D. that's about it uh all right uh, I know we've already gone long. Uh, do we want to do some superhero sweep, or should we skip straight to letters? Oh, I forgot about sweep. I would have cut my answers shorter. It's fine. Fix it in post. Yeah, <laughs> I won't. Yeah, not yeah, much. you do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're not going to add anything. We're just going to cut some of what you said. Yeah, if that's how you want to play this, Dan, I'm happy to fix it in post. <laughs> Um, and thank you last week for trying to salvage my audio. I screwed up. <laughs> to everybody listening and reading, uh, my audio was screwed up. I'm sorry. Uh, let's do, do the letters now, I guess. Oh, we're going to skip the letters. All right. Yeah. We got, uh, let's, let's go to the letters page, shall we? Uh, I have a letter from reader John Parkinson uh, who asks, how long... Do you think it will be before Stephen Amell makes a guest appearance in a CW show after the end of Arrow? I'd give him a year, a season, at least. Yeah, I, I think, would guess not. I would guess not through the end of this season, but maybe next season. Yeah, uh, and so I mean, um, oh wait, no, I was going to give him next season off. Like, oh really? Just, yeah, I don't think I don't know that I'd give him that long, probably. But 
I, I think it's going to be wild. Well. Yeah, there was that interview, and he said yeah, that I was he was gonna really... Say, we should, yeah. We should address that because I was making the yes. rounds is um, essentially yeah. his podcast interview on the podcast, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, uh, who is uh, who played Lex, Lex on Smallville. And, uh, yeah. um, and they're, they're buddies, I believe. Um, anyways, great. Uh, I listened to the whole interview, but I did read some of the segments of it, and it's really an interesting uh, take, and I think a very... I don't know what the right word is to say about this. It was, uh, he has, he had a tough time. And I know a lot of times we feel like, Oh, these people, they're so famous and they're rich, right? Like everything must be great for them. And I think it was kind of, um, very interesting and, um, uh, enlightening to get the curtain pulled back on that a little bit. Cause he essentially suffered a panic attack while he was recording the podcast um, and you know, this guy had worked, you know, worked himself to the bone, basically it sounded like, and I think, you know, we all appreciate all the great work he's done, but it's, it is tough. It's a hard job. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he gets paid well because he does a lot of work and he, he made a comment yeah. at some point that he didn't he originally wasn't going to do season eight, but essentially they offered him so much money. It would have been financially irresponsible not to do it. <laughs> Uh, hard to argue with that. I, I yeah. you know, it's yeah. not so to say he's it's a nice. Yeah, I mean, he sounded super burned out from doing this, and so yeah, yeah. It, it's a. There's probably a very good chance that he doesn't want to do it for a while, if you know, if at all, really. I think I think he'll come back eventually, but I would I would think. It, so, I think if he comes back next year, it'll be uh, some weird PTSD stuff. <laughs> not sorry, I'm not joking about PTSD. I don't mean that, but I mean the. Uh, the, missing the rush of being part of it and coming yeah, back right, for one yeah, episode yeah. is one thing coming back as a like a recurring guest or in a bigger spot i don't i don't know no, i mean i i know I, I, th- I think there may be a weird fling where you get back together with your ex-partner i don't think yeah because the thing i don't think they'd but, invite him but back it's for, i don't for that really because then you're kind of stealing no. you're cheapening his death yeah you're cheapening his death and you're stealing the limelight well we don't know how it ends yeah find out next week, true right? true yeah yeah so uh, there's I'm there's a guess questions. with a funeral because on account of what they just talked about in this episode yes yeah. but, uh, but i i think i think he will appear eventually but i would actually put it further out i think we're talking three years down the road if if there's still a cw show running where it he's makes not sense gonna for appear, him to show up he's not gonna appear until 2040 <laughs> oh <laughs> shoot god what shows will be running then <laughs> I don't know. God help us if we're still doing this stupid thing. <laughs> um, supernatural. <laughs> supernatural would be. Well, yes. the reboot. The reboot will be yeah, at that right, point. Right, yeah. No, they will just be ghosts. <laughs> That's it. It's just. They become the bad guys. That's how long. I mean, it's that classic Batman. Yeah, quote, you live right? long enough to become the villain. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Intrigued. Um, all right. That was the main, main question I have. I will uh, answer a question from Reader Luke, though. Who asks, how about you guys follow, after Arrow is done, you follow with Legends? Well, good news for you, Reader Luke. <laughs> that is our current working plan um, to move over to covering some Legends of Tomorrow after the Arrow season wraps, which is next week. We may also have some special guests from time to time to join us to talk about Legends, because I know there are some other, uh, other, some other members of the Wave Rider crew who would uh, be interested in dropping by. Um, but we will have to see how that pans out. Um, I've also got a uh, a letter which I'm going to hold back from this week because I know that uh, uh, we haven't all watched these shows, but it's about the multiverse, which we kind of discussed earlier. So, reader, uh, reader, flash, we will we'll, we'll table that one 
uh, about the multiverse until is that is that a to do week. for me then to watch uh yeah everyone do your homework um okay so i gotta watch batwoman you probably gotta watch supergirl too and supergirl okay that okay. has some relevance so okay uh all right no um, no rest for the for the wicked n- no rest for us uh yep. we will be back next week we're gonna cover the arrow series finale oh my god i know this is wild <laughs> did you think we'd get here i didn't think we'd i didn't know i didn't <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think we'd want to get here frankly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, yes, it's there entitled... was times I didn't know if we'd make it here alive, to be yeah. honest. But <laughs> maybe we didn't. Uh, next yeah. week's episode is entitled "Fade Out." Um, there are some uh, spoilerific pictures going around, uh, uh, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, I really have no idea what to expect, other than that allusion to Oliver's funeral. I and we know that Felicity's coming back. That's literally it. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea. And I'm looking forward to it. I hope they manage to squeeze a few more familiar faces in there. Something tells me they will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't say. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But uh, until then, I would like to thank my partners in crime. John Moltz, thanks for being here. Uh, Thank you so much, Dan. Guy English, uh, it was a pleasure to join you on this week's book club. Oh, thank you. I love you for uh, thank. You. That's that's just the validation I've always wanted. And <laughs> what I'm going to leave the readers with is uh, what, as a cocktail, is the Batman. <laughs> Serious answers only. Oh, okay. That was a question. I thought you were going to tell us. <laughs> no, I no, no. question. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm curious. I mean, One what bat. do you think the Batman is as a cocktail? Are we answering or are, we, are our listeners answering? I mean, I know what the question is. It's about like eight liters of tequila. And, you know, so. <laughs> so I'm curious about the Batman. He's a little bit more refined, you know. Uh, yeah, well, all right. Well, readers, you can send us in your suggestions for cocktails, too. And uh, let us know if you'd be willing to, to, to sponsor a paper. Where we drink stupid cocktails. Do you know what? Maybe we'll that's what it. we do for. Uh, maybe that's what we do for. Uh, oh, uh, member special. Member special. Oh. Yeah, we we mix up. Right, we mix up. Yeah. Like, yeah, All like right. three cocktails that like have been suggested because we can't have more than that. Well, we can, but it'll get even dumber. <laughs> it'll get uh, very rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we do like an hour and a half kind of special. I just saw on... these pictures. <laughs> There, that's right. this is nuts. All right. I don't know. I don't even know what pictures you're talking about. The pictures for next week's episode. Oh, oh, oh no! I was trying to avoid those. Yeah, right. I, I okay. I'm not you canceled. All right. Okay. Anyway, yeah, uh, Dan, thank you so much. Hopefully, my audio was not as garbage <laughs> as it was last week. I'm sure it will be fine. And I will thank all of our readers for getting those transcripts shoved under their doors we appreciate that you don't immediately use it to start that fire in your fireplace and you take the time to lovingly read the words that we have crafted for you it's much appreciated that's right the fireplace right we didn't start the fire <laughs> that's the wrong it's not that's not springsteen that's not that's, yeah. i know god damn i know 90s jokes <laughs> right, thank right you over all these kids heads. for tuning in we will see you next week